0: While Scott Moore is known as one of the top senior pros in the game, you may not know he's also a serial entrepreneur. And he's taken that entrepreneurial spirit and applied it to a venture about pickleball in Prescott, Arizona. We also talk in this episode about the backhand serve, how to hit it and why you should hit it to improve your game. Let's get to the intro to hear from Scott. Welcome to the Pickleball Fire Podcast, where it's all about pickleball. Today, I'd like to welcome to the Pickleball Fire Podcast for the second time, Scott Moore. How are you doing today, Scott?
1: I'm fantastic, Lynn. Thank you very much.
0: It is great to have you on again. And you are the only, the second person after 100 plus episodes. That I've had on the podcast again, but I remember the last time we spoke, we really covered a lot of ground and we will in this podcast today too. So let's I'm go ready. ahead. Yeah, let's go ahead and, and cool. just start off with what you've been doing lately, because I know you had a couple irons or many irons in the fire. I think everybody knows you're a great senior pro player, but you're also a businessman entrepreneur who has had some great opportunities when it comes to The business side of Pickleball. So tell me a little bit about what you've got going.
1: Yeah, I am a self-described serial entrepreneur. It may be be a sickness. I can't help myself, but uh, I really enjoy starting enterprises and um, seeing them grow. So Pickleball has provided very fertile ground for that with the growth internationally. And one of the things I may have mentioned is that my son, Daniel, and I, Daniel's a six-time national champion who basically lives in Japan and is the face of Pickleball Nation. We made a video called High Performance Pickleball Academy, online video, very systematic approach, and it's just ex- continued to do extremely well. And uh, we added a strategy segment last month to the actual instructional kind of skill-based start, which we had before, and that has taken off and people just love that and resonated. So that was a fun addition that we added to the uh, curriculum. And uh, I may have mentioned last time, I don't remember, but I also am involved in the development of what we think will become the world's premier destination pickleball resort in Prescott, Arizona. We bought a hundred thousand square foot building that used to be occupied by Sears and about 10 acres. So we have land for a hotel resort, which will be phase two. But inside the 100,000 square feet is going to be 14 indoor dedicated pickleball courts. There'll be six actually outdoor as well. A fitness center, locker room, a restaurant with a yard, and a sports bar, a sports cafe. We'll have yard games. We'll have golf simulators, disc golf simulators, and shooting simulators, as well as multi-sport court for badminton, pickleball, volleyball, futsal, all kinds of other games, and then a play area for things that I like to do like ping pong, foosball, um, pool, and uh, a little arcade area as well. So it's going to be a pretty special place. And uh, we're very excited about it. our grand opening is scheduled for two twenty-two of 22
0: Ah, so that's coming up in just a couple months. And I have to admit, I'm very jealous. Could you please build one of these in Connecticut?
1: Well, who knows? I never dreamed we'd build one and we may, if it works, we may build several. So yes, we, we're we in the repurposing real estate. And um, another friend of mine is doing that under the name of Courtside Pickleball, which I'm involved in as well. And he's already in about a half dozen locations, including coming to Colorado Springs. So we'll have a 10 indoor courts in Colorado Springs opening the first of the year and um, a restaurant as well there. So, yeah, we're trying to do that all over the country as well. So Connecticut very well could be in the plans at some someday in the near future.
0: Now, you mentioned this endeavor has been a long time in the works. How did you even get started down that path?
1: It was actually the vision of my partner. Jim Thomas, who lives in Prescott, he's a builder there and was seeing the growth of pickleball. He's a 5 0 player and became a good friend. He came on one of our advanced camps a few years ago, actually played mixed doubles with my wife, and then came to Ixtapa, Mexico with us on one of our pickleball trips while we were in Ixtapa and just having the time of our lives. Pretty good friends. And he shared with me his vision to build something like this in Prescott. And I thought, wow that's a great concept and it was really before covid but when covid hit it made it even easier because all this real estate became available what for what i call dimes on the dollars we were able to buy a 15 million dollar building for about three and million and we're spending another million fixing it up so it became economically viable and as a side note i had been looking at various places around the country maybe for a winter residence we love colorado springs in the summer for about eight months of the year and just built my wife's dream house here so we won't be leaving for a long time but we don't really ski or snowboard much in the winter anymore so just it's just too cold so we've been spending time in the winter traveling around arizona southern california mexico asia florida and so forth just looking for the right place and we really love Prescott, a lot of things about it. So I think we'll end up basing there for the winters and here for the summers and traveling the other half the year that we're not at one of those bases. So it worked out for a lot of reasons. One is that we had the right partner, two, right real estate, three, the place that kind of we wanted to spend more time in the winter. And and it all came together perfectly in this place that we call Aspire Sports,
0: Aspire Sports. I love that. And you may not have anything in Connecticut anytime soon. As a out-of-towner, is that something that I can come and visit because it's open to the public?
1: Absolutely. We'll have drop-ins. And first phase is just the indoor 100,000 square foot. But the second phase, we'll actually have a hotel resort. We're talking to Marriott and Hilton and a couple of different ones about building a resort there we already have the land and so we have hired a consultant to help us with that so eventually it'll be an all-inclusive but for now it's just a all you can play you can come in but the aspire the esp stands for eat stay play so the vision all along was to have a very nice restaurant with a place you can stay and play to your heart's desire so actually at a tournament We could have pickleball all day after you play pickleball, you go eat, have a few drinks with your friends, challenge each other to cornhole, shuffleboard, bocce ball, whatever it is you want to keep competing at ping pong, have a few more drinks, sit out by the fire pits. And then instead of having to get in your car and drive home, you can walk back to your hotel room and do it over again the next day.
0: I love that. Once I get somewhere, I don't like to have to drive around a lot, so that right. I can't wait till you get the ho- hotel going. So any thoughts about the time frame for that?
1: Yeah, I think we'll probably be open in 2024. We would love to be 2023, but with supply chain issues and various stuff. I'm going to hedge my bet and say it'll be, you know, early 2024. So 2 years down the road we should have that. Once we prove the concept, it'll be a lot easier and we're already hosting have about a half dozen tournaments that we'll host for next year already on the docket. And the first one being the APP Prescott Open April 6th to 10th. So we're really excited getting ready for that. and And then we'll just roll from there.
0: Now you've got so much going on as people can absolutely tell from this conversation. Who is actually running that venue?
1: Jim is the CEO and my financial partner in it. We have just hired another senior pro named Ian McPherson, who was from Colorado, just moved down November 1st. And he also has a uh, IT background. So he's going to be today, CIO, maybe COO for us. And we'll help run tournaments when they come. We have a local partner named peg travers who will handle memberships and in, in the local community as well so we've got a great team down there in place my son daniel's the international director so the vision land is for this place to be somewhere that we will bring people from all over the world eventually to play pickleball as pickleball grows internationally it's now in 62 countries according to the ifp and my friend pat murphy and so We do pickleball trips now that are outbound, meaning we take people to Europe, Asia. We're doing a trip this month to Belize, one next month to Mexico, um, and have done about a dozen countries around Europe and Asia. But eventually in the next year or two, we will start doing what we call inbound trips where we're gonna bring Japanese and people from Thailand and Europe and Mexico and so forth to Prescott and do camps there where we will take them to the grand canyon one day we'll do uh sedona hiking one day we'll take them around prescott and do you know kayaking there um one day and then we'll every morning we'll do two three hour pickleball camp show them around prescott as well so we'll have those kind of trips available as well which we're super excited about because eventually pickleball is going to be bigger internationally than it is going to be in the U.S. And so now we have a base to bring people from the international communities that we're getting to know to the U.S. to do the same thing.
0: I think that's such a great idea, not only having the outbound trips from the U.S., but having the international folks come through. What? How did Daniel actually get to Japan? You said he, he's there right now uh, promoting the sport and living there? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Daniel is actually the only one of our four kids that was not made in Japan. He, he was born in America. The other three were all made in Japan, but uh, he spent his first, he moved when we were seven months. He was seven months old. We, we spent his first 16 years there. So he went through elementary school and uh, decided at age 26, after having spent a couple of years in, in Africa, believe it or not, then moving back to the States and becoming the number one pickleball player in the world from Twenty-four or twenty-six, that he wanted to move back to Japan because he just loves living there, and he's he's become a tour guide. Has bought a Airbnb. He guides. He consults for local governments on tourism. He has a couple other businesses there, so he's just running and gunning as well as started pickleball in about twenty or twenty-five locations throughout Japan and becoming, like I said, the face of pickleball in Asia. He goes from Singapore to the Philippines to India to Taiwan and, and various other places in Asia teaching pickleball and, and doing the trips as well over there. So he'll have people. He ran the Japan Open last year and uh, p- people from all those countries that have come over and, and seen Japan with him as well. So he's kind of just fascinated with Japan, loves it. He's one of the foremost, I'd say, cultural and historical authorities, at least in his prefecture of Nagano. So he's got a great little adventure guide business as well that he has going for him. And just, I see him probably living in Japan his whole life. He likes it that much.
0: Now back to Aspire Sports for a minute. One of the things I noticed on your website, if you want to talk about it at all, is it looks like there's some information for potential investors who might want to get involved.
1: Yeah, there is. We actually have close the investment for phase one because we were able to raise the money that we needed. We got some financing on the building and raised about another two and a half million dollars. So we did that pretty quickly and have closed it, but we will eventually reopen it once we have the hotel deal in place. And it'll probably raise more money for that after we have proven the concept. And so that one's kind of a stay tuned for that, but it's going to be we hope, a, a great combination. I, I get really excited because the real estate is where I think the money is going to be made. We have a local construction company who can save a significant amount of money on the construction of it. We've already got the land. And so if we get the right hotel partner, I think it's going to be a very lucrative financial investment for our, our investors as well. So we'll eventually reopen that that up once we get it finalized.
0: Now, the grand opening is in February. So, what do you have planned for that?
1: So, I think we're going to do a pretty gala event and invite people from all over the country and come in and do clinics. We'll do a big party. We'll have everything open for free so people can just literally play all day and enjoy our food. We've got a local restaurant partner who has two restaurants in town and they're just absolutely fantastic. We'll just be showing off. our our stuff, we'll have a pro-am probably planned or at least an exhibition with some pros and just be a big party. So we're pretty excited about that and getting it all ready and showing off what we got to whoever wants to come.
0: It sounds like a lot of fun and I'm sure you'll have uh, plenty of folks there. And we've talked a lot on the business side of what Scott Moore is doing and your ventures, but Anytime I've got somebody of your caliber on the Pickleball Fire podcast, I always do like to cover something instructional. So one of the videos that I saw, which was, I thought, really interesting, and I haven't talked about it, is on the backhand serve. And now the backhand serve is actually a serve I use. And I just was really interested in your thoughts about why people should be using that serve.
1: Sure. I... I started it because I had what they call the yips with my forehand and I, I could hit it pretty hard because it ended up being more like a, a, a topspin forehand from tennis and so I realized that my backhand because I pulled from my shoulder and didn't have as many moving parts could be a lot steadier served for me so I went to it initially just really to be more consistent. And then as I started developing it, I realized, wait a minute, people aren't used to the spin, which goes from right to left. So I could spin it sometimes into people's bodies or if I had a right to left wind off, literally off the court. And I started using it more and more as a weapon, the more accurate and consistent and confident I got with it. And and then developed somewhat of a lob serve and so forth. So I just think it's a nice additional tool in your toolbox of shots, it is a different look. So it makes you a little less predictable and makes it a little tougher for people that haven't seen that actual spin before. Not many people do it. And uh, I think it's just a very natural swing. Once you get, the hardest part is, the, is hitting the ball because for a forehand serve, the ball's out front. On the backhand serve, you can have to either put it above the paddle or below the paddle. So people have a little bit of difficulty getting used to that motion and getting their left hand, if they're right handed out of the way. But once you get it down, it's just perfectly natural, normal stroke. And I, I think it's great, a great serve and can be a weapon for people as the serve, as you, Len, has become more and more of a weapon in pickleball, not just getting it in anymore.
0: Very true. And I have to be honest, the reason I went to a backhand serve also was due to the yips, it's just much more of a natural motion, I do believe.
1: Right. I totally agree.
0: And then in terms of where you toss the ball, that can be a little bit cumbersome. Like you mentioned, it's just that's the portion that's not as free flowing as the forehand. But one of the things that I do, which might help out people who are thinking about trying it, is in 2021, the drop serve was provisional and it looks like it's going to still be a part of the rules and with a little bit of modifications but we won't talk about the specifics here until everything's all finalized. I dropped the ball so then I don't have to worry it, it's just much easier to hit That's it a that
1: great way. Idea. That's a great idea.
0: Yeah yeah. Um, Is there a particular level that you would suggest maybe people starting to try a backhand serve or do you think it's more of an advanced shot?
1: I think it's more of an intermediate shot. For the beginners, it is a little diff- more difficult just because they're not used to hitting backhands as much and people's forehands tend to be a little stronger. But I think once you get into the 3.0, certainly three-five level, then I think it's a great time to, to try that, especially if you've had any inconsistencies with your forehand serve or if you're just looking to develop like I said another weapon
0: now do you use both a forehand and backhand serve during the course of uh, a game or you know yes. do, you, do you use
1: both i do i do i actually do and i've i've played with some of the spin serves as well so i can spin my forehand both ways primarily left to right my like i said my backhand spins primarily right to left so depending on the wind which side I'm on and just given some variety, like I said, being a little more, more, less predictable, I will actually vary it and hit both forehands and backhands in the very same, you know, game. And uh, a lot of times, depending on which side of the court I'm on.
0: So which side of the court would you be hitting the backhand serve
1: on? Normally on the deuce side, because I can spin it, like I said, to left. And for example, If the team is stacking against me, let's say the guy is returning and the girl is like in a stack formation, I can really spin it where he actually is off the court and therefore has a whole lot of ground to cover to try to get back over. And I can usually take people out of a stack because of the fact that I can spin it off the court and make it really tough to cover the court. So that's normally when I use my backhand is on that, on the deuce side. And then on the ad side would use my forehand more.
0: And then for those people who aren't tennis players, the do side would be the right-hand side of the court. Correct. All right. Anyways, I, I hope people do try it. I don't see a lot of backhand serves, but no. uh, hopefully this will give people some ideas of why you use it and how you actually do it.
1: Yeah. It's really not that difficult. It just needs a little practice to get used to the, like I said, the, the drop. And once you get it, I think people are going to really like it, just like you and I.
0: All right. Scott, anything else we should know about before we finish up here today?
1: I don't think so. I think, like I said, pickleball is becoming more international. I know the APP has probably five international tournaments next year. It's just going to continue to grow and get bigger all over the world. It will eventually be an Olympic sport. It will eventually provide scholarships for lots of kids going to college. So it's a great time to get in. I think it's still the beginning stage of it. It's not going away because it is, in my opinion, the most well-rounded sport ever. It's a super social, great way to make friends. It is extremely intellectual and challenging strategically it's great physical and it's multi-generational. You can play it from eight years old to my stepdad is 90 and plays four days a week. So for those reasons and it you know takes up less space than a lot of games or sports, it's going to just continue to grow. And for people that are just starting out or getting in, it's not going away. So I think it's a great time to get in, get your kids involved, get your grandkids involved. And it's just a, a fun way to play, I was at a wedding last week and the groomsmen who had never played before, before the wedding played two or three hours of pickleball, just had the time of their lives. We could barely get them off the court to get to the wedding in time. they were having so much fun. And it was the first time they'd ever played. So that's really unique with most sports is you can't usually go out and just have a total blast the first time, but in pickleball you can. And uh, for all those reasons, This thing is just going to continue to grow and expand here, there, and everywhere. So, yeah, get into it if you haven't. And if you have, get get your friends into it because they will thank you for it. Just like my friend, John, who I couldn't be more grateful for introducing me to the game. It's been a life changer.
0: Awesome. I agree with you totally, no doubt. And just wanted to thank you again, Scott, for... Being on the Pickleball Fire podcast, just before we go, if you want to give me the two names of your website so the audience knows where to reach you.
1: Yes, yes. Our website for our Aspire is Aspire, with an E-S-P-I-R-E, Aspiresports.com, and that'll tell all about our development down there in Prescott, Arizona. And our Pickleball Academy is high-performance pickleballacademy.com and just for any of your users that might or followers that might want to take advantage of that we've actually sold a couple thousand subscriptions already but as an offer to pickleball fire members we'll give them 150 dollars off so just use the code 150 and then capital o f if they'd like to take advantage of the offer discounted offer to be part of our systematic online pickleball Academy. And uh, yeah, so those are the best ones If have any questions personally, they can always email me at pickleballscott.com.
0: All right. It was so great to have you on the pickleball fire podcast again, Scott.
1: Thanks. uh, Yeah. Sorry. My it's a pickleballscott at gmail.com. I messed that up. My bad.
0: No worries. No worries. Anyways, I will let you get back to it. So thank you so much, Scott, for being on the Pickleball Fire podcast.
1: Always great to talk to you, Lynn. Have a good one.
0: Thank you for listening to the Pickleball Fire podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to give it a five-star review on Apple iTunes.